This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Grace here, you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Breaking news, WABC. And good morning, folks. Of course, we are starting with the latest in Ukraine. It is now daytime there, but there was uh, violence overnight. Ukraine is seven hours ahead of New York City. So it is 7.02 a.m. in the morning. Of course, we are taking your telephone calls on all the news Uh, That is occurring there as it relates to Russia and Ukraine. 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Explosions heard across Ukraine and the capital of Ukraine, Kiev. People are taking shelter in subway stations. Taking shelter in subway stations. After Russian President Vladimir Putin authorized the military operation in eastern or Ukraine, Ukraine President Ukraine President Zelensky says Russia has him marked as target number one. His family as target number two. Russian missiles were raining down on at least. 16 cities in Ukraine and attack helicopters were seen over the capital city. More than 100,000 plus people have already left fleeing, heading across the border to Poland. Unfortunately, we are in a situation where things could quickly Escalate. Hundreds are dead or wounded. Ukraine says 137 of its soldiers have been killed since the invasion began. President Biden says America stands up to bullies. As we all know by now, sanctions, sanctions, but folks, even the president acknowledged this. Sanctions work over time. It will take Time will sanctions punish? Will they work when you're not going after Putin directly? Ukraine President Zelensky also banning males 18 to 60 from leaving the country. And in news headlines, as you have heard, Russian forces have seized Chernobyl, the uh, nuclear power plant. And 
uh, President Biden, and we're going to your telephone calls in just one second. President Biden announced a new deployment, new deployment that is of ground and air forces to NATO's eastern flank, even as he reiterated U.S. troops will not engage in direct conflict in Ukraine. The president says our forces are not and will not be engaged in the uh, in the conflict. And in terms of the top uh, U.S. Uh, general, the chairman of the U.S. chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, uh, it's being reported that he spoke with allies in Europe by telephone Thursday. Milley spoke with officials from the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Italy, and Canada. And again, President Biden and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin announced the deployment of an additional 7,000 troops to Germany from the U.S. to support NATO allies amid this crisis. Let's go to the uh, telephones, and we are going to start in Austin, Texas tonight. We say good morning to Lou. Lou, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you so much. Um, I have some questions. I'm curious about what the implications are for them taking over Chernobyl. And uh, I also feel that we are all responsible for this. Why do you say we're all responsible, Lou? Well, we knew, we know what that uh, uh, group on the Potomac is. You know, we know it's Val Jar and Susan Rice and um, uh, all all of that crew, and the, and I think we have to look ahead and think about a refugee crisis and helping people that need to get out and come over here and ask for asylum. That we have to look into our communities and see how we can prepare for what's going to be a very rough time for a lot of people. And um, I I know that during the Afghanistan uh, debacle, they call it a debacle, it was just sickening. Agreed, um, agreed. that There were a lot of people, you know, that put together groups, like the Pineapple Express, that went in to help people because we could see that our government was not helping our own people. We still have hundreds of MIA in Afghanistan that are Americans, and our government is, you know, they've taped their lips shut about it. And also, I I think we should be writing our, our senators and congressmen and make them get some emergency uh, initiatives to strengthen our grid and prepare for EMP. Putin has shown that he will use this cyber uh, ability, and I think we should should get ready for it and not that, be stupid. That thank you for the call, Lou. As far as the potential uh, cyber attacks, which which obviously can go both ways from here to there and from there to here. That is something that is very, very serious uh, to keep an eye on. 
And I won't pretend to know the full impact of taking Chernobyl, except for uh, it's been reported that in the uh, capital city of uh, of uh, Kiev that it's it's easier to get to the path where the Russian forces are trying to go. That's the the line that we're being told. Obviously, uh, it's not a good situation any way that you look at this, uh, and it certainly. It raises eyebrows around the world in terms of what's going on as we speak right now. What's going to be the role of the U.S.? Is the U.S. ultimately directly or indirectly going to be pulled into this somehow? U.S. soldiers are being sent over to to assist NATO, but we don't exactly know what is going uh, to happen as of this point, let's go to uh, Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Dominic, there's a lot of things to point out here. First of all, uh, I fear the arms race, that's t- the nuclear arms race that is going to occur in the world after this. If any country thought they were going to be safe without nuclear arms, after seeing the example of Ukraine giving up nuclear arms, and nobody is rallying to their defense. That, that's the scariest thing, what's going to happen after. And, but as far as Ukraine goes, I mean, uh, the fact that, as far as our involvement goes, the fact that all the countries in Europe who, who should have been, learned their lesson from Hitler, if they would have one by one all ganged up, Putin would have got the message. They don't want to see another Hitler. They're willing to lay down their lives because they think I'm another Hitler. He would, and then we could have joined it also, and he wouldn't have singled us out, basically. So um, it's really, really the fault lies at the feet of Europe. They're being cowardly again by not going in. Well, certainly your argument about uh, Ukraine giving up their nuclear weapons, and now and now they're basically, or at least for right now, this moment at the, uh, this morning, they are basically on their own. Uh, we would hope that help is on the way from the world stage, but Larry. You know, no one can counter your point because you are correct. It's an example. They gave up their nuclear weapons and look at the situation in Ukraine where they find themselves currently. Larry, I thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It is now uh, 7, 11 a.m. in uh, Ukraine. Uh, Explosions were heard uh, uh, across Ukraine and the capital city uh, overnight, as I said, people are taking shelter in subway stations. It's hard to believe what's going on, folks. Let's go to Philadelphia. Let's say good morning to Robert. Robert, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How you doing, Dominic? I'm doing um, well. I'll be, I'll be quick. Um, for the usual suspects who will call and connect this to Trump, I'll be super fast. Obama sent Ukraine blankets. Trump sent Ukraine weapons. Biden sent Ukraine hunter. So we all know who Ukraine prefers. As for the criticism of him, quote, unquote, praising Putin, a good leader correctly assesses and knows his adversary. I could come out and say that Rommel and Robert E. Lee were great generals. That doesn't make me a Nazi and it doesn't make me a Confederate. But to my point, okay, the big picture here is um, they just signed a deal with China to 
back each other's play militarily, and they're going to sell 100 million tons of coal to China, and you know they're going to build a pipeline. Once that happens, our sanctions on their energy mean nothing, and their access to all that Chinese currency will mean our sanctions on their ruble will mean nothing. We have a big problem coming up, and the last caller hit it right on the head. If Western Europe, outside of England, doesn't grow a pair, the world is in for a lot of trouble over the next 10 to 20 years. I know you got a lot of callers. I'll leave it at that. You have a good night, my man. Well, thank you, Robert, and thank you for your input on this situation. Joining us from uh, Philadelphia this morning, let's go from Philly to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Michael. Michael, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I, for the first time, I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but I totally, absolutely agree with Biden. Stay the hell out of it. This is a European problem, right? Ukraine was never a separate country. It was a part of Russia. That doesn't mean he's going to try to take over all of Europe. And as far as the audacity of people to call Putin Hitler, right, and people seem to have forgotten history. Russia lost more soldiers than any other country in the world fighting Nazi Germany. They lost eight. 18 million people, 18 million. And do you know what Ukraine did during World War II? They threw flowers at the Germans when they entered the country, and they put on German uniforms and killed Americans. So I say, the hell with Ukraine. Putin wants it. Give it to him. Tie it up in a bow and hand it to him on a gold platter. Okay. He wanted it yours. Okay, so Michael. Know- so, Michael, let, let's say let's say for argument's sake, uh, you know, to your point. Right. So who says that he stops with Ukraine? What what if it continues? Then what, Michael? If what now? Who says that Putin stops with Ukraine? Hi. Ukraine was part of Russia. If he invades a separate country like Poland, Bulgaria or mm-hmm. one of those, that's mm-hmm. another story. Ukraine was always part of Russia. Right. He's he's taking back what was already his. And I don't believe he's going to start trying to take over all of Europe. He doesn't have that much power anymore. Russia is not Germany. They're in terrible shape. They had two aircraft carriers. One was a diesel, which they sold to China. The other aircraft carrier, the nuclear thing that runs it is so worn out it's got to be replaced do you know how that aircraft carrier moves around they have 50 tugboats to pull it around they can't even go under its own power they're in no shape to take over the world so stop with this nonsense that russia is germany it is not germany russia is taking back what belongs to them and let them have it and let's worry about our borders and screw ukraine's borders i don't give a damn about their borders okay okay michael i I thank you for the call and i i think you got your point across in the uh in the first couple of seconds let's now go to uh yonkers uh devon is standing by good morning and welcome to the dominic carter show hey dominic uh thanks for everything you do appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation with uh, my fellow citizens thank you go Um, right ahead yeah, I just wanted to say uh, Joe Biden is, is the reason this is happening. The fact that he's in office is why this is happening, because Putin knew that we had a incompetent, spineless leader, and it was his time to pounce, and he pounced. Uh, literally, we have Joe Biden and you know his presence in the Oval Office to thank for this. 
And the last thing I just wanted to say was, you know, now that we're seeing the beginnings, although it's not really the beginnings, of China and Russia in bed together, you know, the days of the United States being the superpower of the world is over. We were that in the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, but things are changing. We live in a cyber world now where, you know, that United States uh, being the world superpower, those days are behind us. And so we have to be pretty careful. And I have to be honest, like, you know, what, what's going on with to the Ukrainian people is horrible, terrible, atrocious. But Michael, right before me, you know, his, his um, calculus isn't really off that much. I mean, if they won Ukraine, you could strategically make the argument, let them have it, and then let's move on. Because, I mean, this, this could be the beginning of World War III, alternatively. That's being uh, bantered about quite a bit, the possibility of this being the start of potentially World War III. I don't even want to think about that. But but let, let me put this question to you. So you, you don't believe that Biden's sanctions – listen, I, I will concede this much. He has come from a position of weakness, the president of the United States, rather than from a position of strength. So do you believe that the uh, sanctions will have any effect? Absolutely not. I mean, like like people have been pointing out, he's got China. Putin's got China in his back pocket. I mean, we there's really not much we can do. I mean, so as much as I fault Biden for being the weak, spineless jellyfish that he is, uh, you know, what what really can we do? Are we going to, you know, lay it all down for Ukraine, as Michael pointed out, a, a, a country that used to belong to Russia. I mean, you know, and believe me, like, you know, I don't want to see the world turn their backs on the Ukrainian people the way we did, you know, with with the Jews uh, in World War II. Nobody wants to see that. But if you think about the long run, what's strategically in our best interest, I mean, this needs to simmer down because it could boil over real quick. That is, therein lies the problem. I thank you for the call that this could uh, boil over. And what what's the impact of that? What exactly does that mean? Should that happen? And if if the caller's assessment is correct, if my assessment is correct, that President Biden is coming from a position of weakness, what will that mean for the next step in this ongoing situation? And again, a situation where things could escalate quickly. And we don't exactly know in which direction, how, the impact, what's all this going to mean. Is it going to be a cyber war, ultimately between Russia and the U.S.? How is that defined? What exactly does that mean? Let's go to Elena calling from Teaneck. Good morning, Elena. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Good morning. I am calling you with a heavy heart. The situation in Ukraine is absolutely merciless. But uh, what I w- do want to say is that the United well, America has had a subliminal love affair with Russia for a very long time, probably since the Tsars. And now uh, Putin is actually really putting sanctions on America. How he is doing that? He first uh, conned us in a uh, leftist philosophy to erase our borders. Then he conned us to 
close our energy-efficient capabilities. And then he conned us into being a customer of his, of Russia. So who's putting sanctions on who? And I think Putin's sanctions are working a lot better than whatever sanctions we now posthumously apply to Ukraine, I mean to Russia. So, Elena, I I have to take a break, but before doing so, uh, how do you see this all playing out? How do I see this all playing out? Yes. America lost its leadership position. We're no longer a leader. We're being tugged around by powerful leaders of different countries, and we, we, we just lost the game. And Afghanistan was a picturesque presentation mm. of mm. us putting our tail behind between two legs and yes. walking away. Well, Elena, I, I thank you for the call, and I do find it interesting. Last night and tonight, a number of you are using the situation of what occurred, what, the 13 soldiers that died in Afghanistan as a precursor to indicate weakness from the United States, from this administration, going into this situation now with Putin and the situation as it relates to uh, Russia and what's going on in Ukraine. Dominic Carter here with you. I will be here with you folks until 1 a.m. this morning, taking all of your telephone calls. We're going to get to as many of them as we can. Coming up at 1 a.m., I will pass the mantle to Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. He will continue to take your calls regarding this ongoing situation of Russia invading Ukraine. We'll be right back. Breaking news, WABC. Dominic Carter back with you. The situation between Russia and uh, Ukraine. President Biden, besides the sanctions that were put on the table today, has been presented with options for massive cyber attacks against Russia. The options presented uh, uh, include uh, disrupting the Internet across Russia, shutting off power, and stopping trains in their tracks. That's one of the issues uh, that one of the one of the issues being presented in terms of uh, what may be the next step of uh, President Biden. And also a number of people have said what about personal sanctions, financial sanctions on President Putin of Russia. Just uh, some other interesting things, folks, and I'm coming right back to your telephone calls. One, uh, a, a lot a lot is going on. It is, uh, it is being reported that the president has made his selection for his Supreme Court nominee, and that is expected to be released either later on today or uh, the latest on Monday right ahead 
of President Biden's State of the Union address. So that's something that you should watch out for for the next couple of hours or Monday the latest for the president to announce his Supreme Court nominee. Something else uh, as it relates to locally in New York, Andrew Cuomo has begun his comeback attempt with a new TV ad. That's what I said, folks. Once again, Cuomo is hitting uh, the television sets of New Yorkers. The former governor who resigned uh, in disgrace uh, is beginning an attempt at a political comeback with an ad claiming he's been exonerated from charges. He sexually harassed multiple uh, women. Now, his campaign is confirming this ad that it commissioned a number of ads and um, of the ads say that he's been cleared. But what the district attorneys actually said in all of the five cases is that they also found the women credible who brought the allegations. So we are going right back uh, to your telephone calls right now as it relates to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. It is Friday morning uh, in Ukraine um, right now. And uh, again, explosions were heard across Ukraine and the capital city there. People taking shelter in subway stations. I mean, it's just it's just heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking. So I'm going to go to my friend Stan in Forest Hills. Now, Stan, I have to tell you on the front side that I've received a couple of emails where folks are asking me, why am I taking your phone call? So I just want you to know that a couple of folks have complained, but go right ahead. Well, why do you take anybody's phone call? They don't, because I don't think like they do. Ignorance is bliss on this station. I don't blame you, but of course they don't want me on because I don't think like they do. Neanderthals. For example, Mike and the guy that was with him, Two guys who are backseat quarterbacks here, backseat drivers. Uh, Not one of them would state what they would do. Of course, Mike says, well, let them have Ukraine, which is a democratic country, and they have a right. They wanted to join NATO. And so let's also think like Mike for a minute. Let's give Texas back to Mexico if they want to take it back. That will be a good idea, right? How stupid is this guy and the other guy? Let's get something straight. The president of the United States, you are, these men are not the president, neither is the woman that called. They don't state at all what they would do. They would just say, oh, let them have it, and this and that, and the president is incompetent. But none of them state what they would do. I asked Rita Cosby, Rita, you're sitting in the seat. What would, she wouldn't answer the question. Okay, so what, so what would you do, Stan? Uh, one, end diplomatic relations with Russia. One. Two, send missiles to Poland, which I think should be done, as well as the other NATO companies. Three, it's a little too late to send missiles to Ukraine, since already they have some missiles, but I don't know if they've launched them or whatever they've done. They have a defense, but I don't know what the defense is. Do you agree with the sentiment that President Biden is coming from a position of weakness rather than strength? Okay, tell me why. Tell me the weakness. What is the weakness? Well, I already said it. Afghanistan. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Strength means if any of them should, none of them answer. Strength means starting war, nuclear attack. Did any of these people say that? What do they mean by strength? What do you want him to do? None of them say launch missiles or attack Russia 
or attack Gaza? Did any well, of these people well, say that? A, a position of strength in well, Afghanistan. What do you mean by strength? Okay, wait, wait, I'm trying to tell you, no, Stan. I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> a, a position of strength. It, it seems like the Afghani leaders were calling the shots with that airport. Well, we're and, talking and, about Ukraine. You want to talk about no, 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 because that that's a precursor, if you will, look, to where look, we stand I, now. I've made my point about Afghanistan. I'm glad we got the hell out of there. There would have been trouble one way or the other. Okay, Trump is the one who negotiated the deal to get us out. He surrendered the country. Okay, that, and I, by the way, after 20 years, I was glad to get out because the American armies failed to Stan, win this war. Stan, you so and you I both know. Both and I hear you, Stan. I, I've got to move on. The, but you, but you, and I, you and I both know, Stan, that under Trump, Afghanistan would have never have done because he would have said one time, I dare you. And that would have been the end of it. In terms of they didn't flex the way that they did until the, thank you for the call stand until until there was a new president and folks please i don't need the emails about taking stan's call i take everyone's call everyone's call on this program let's now go to will in poughkeepsie good morning will you're on talk radio 77 wabc good morning uh, dominic good morning um, I, I will have to say that um Biden is very weak, and Afghanistan did play a big part in that because once a leader sees weakness in another leader, Absolutely. it's like a, a, a dog that's that's wounded, and he wants to try to keep fighting, and the other dog knows that he's going to take him out. Absolutely. Listen, we're in trouble. I, I'm going to tell you, uh, Joe Biden should be impeached just for the border. We're not even getting to other issues. The border alone, he should be impeached for that. I don't know what's going on in Washington. I don't know why everybody's covering for him. Listen, I'm a black man, okay? If Donald Trump runs, I'm voting for him because right now I'm scared and I'm I'm a veteran and I'm worried because Russia don't play, man. This guy does not play, okay? And these these leftists and these progressives, they better start waking up because if the missiles start flying over the Atlantic and coming over here, that's when it's going to be real. And I hope that doesn't happen. Well, Will, I, I, week. I, I, week. I thank you for the call. And to the point that you just made, Will, uh, a good friend of mine who also happens to be African-American said exactly the same thing that you did. But, but he went even a step further as it relates to Trump. He said, Dominic, I don't see a single Democrat out there that can beat Donald Trump in 24. And it, it, it is looking that way. And folks, believe me, if I see the Democrat that can beat Trump, I'll be the first one to call it out and say it. But I don't see it as of right now. I see these investigations that were much ado about nothing. Now, here's what I mean by much ado about nothing. When you're going after an American president or or former president, that's not like going after a regular citizen. The threshold for conviction is much, much higher. So all of these investigations are going to go away. And should Trump uh, run, and frankly, with situations like Ukraine and Russia and Afghanistan, it's only playing to his America first sentiment, attitude, Campaign strategy, 
as of today, as of this morning, I don't see a Democrat out there that can beat him. And don't dare say to me, the vice president of the United States, because I will start laughing the way that she does. She's done on, on the national stage, period. She had her one shot. She helped catapult Biden into the White House. It's over now. Let's go to Tony in New York. Good morning, Tony. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning. Yeah, Joe Biden set himself up for weakness by not taking action a few months ago. Once we saw that Putin was putting troops on the Ukrainian border, he should have sanctioned Russia right then and there. And then a week later, I believe Putin would have pulled back the troops because it would have seen strength. And at that point, he wouldn't have been embarrassed to pull back the troops. Then he could have said that he was just practicing along those border, the border. Now, um, he certainly isn't going to pull back now that he went in. But even the last week, he wouldn't have because the whole world knew that he was planning to invade and he wasn't going to show that he's scared of Joe Biden. So these sanctions aren't going to work. I think either all these NATO countries get together and really bomb the hell out of Putin and really attack or do nothing at all and tell him he can take Ukraine because these sanctions aren't going to work. You're just going to have more people killed in in Ukraine now. So I think you should either just give in or fight back like crazy. So the U.S. get involved possibly, Tony? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, Yeah, or the U.S. and all those other NATO countries get together and really fight back really hard, which is a a very big risk because um, Putin has nuclear, um, so maybe that wouldn't be the option. But if you don't do that, then don't do anything. Just tell Putin to, you know, invade Ukraine in a very clean way. Tell Zelensky to to step down and warn Putin that if he ever moves in the direction of attacking, let's say, Poland, you, the second you see any action, uh, isn't taking any action or preparation for going after Poland, you sanction them immediately and, you know, you show them that you're not going to stand for it right at the beginning. You don't wait when he's about to uh, invade. Tony, thank you for the call. And folks, let's not forget what about a month ago when President Biden tipped his hand on the situation uh, as it relates to Russia and which, remember, folks, in the White House had to run out the next day and clean it up, all the top officials, when he said uh, that the U.S. action would depend on how strong Putin went in. He said this about a month ago. And the next day, uh, his press secretary and all the top officials had to go on all the morning shows to clean up the president's comments. And so... All of that, all of that plays a role in this situation. Jacqueline in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um, I think there are two quotes that are very important for us all to keep in mind, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but we have to face the reality for what it is. The first quote came from President Zelensky himself, and it The quote is, if European leaders do not help us today, war will come to their doorstep tomorrow. The second quote comes from Ukraine's foreign minister, Dmitry Kuleba, who warned the United Nations General Assembly, and this is his quote. The beginning of a large-scale war in Ukraine will be the end of the world order as we know it. Wow. The third thing, if I can, words that came out of Putin's mouth. If any of the Western countries try to cut him off from the SWIFT banking system, 
he's got his finger on that nuclear button. Wow. And, and if I can lighten things up a little bit, in my humble opinion, I think the only individual who could be a worse president than the buffoon that's in the White House now is Stan. <laughs> well, Jacqueline, <laughs> I thank you for the call. I don't, I don't think Stan's going to take too well to that. But from Brooklyn to Boston, let's say good morning to our friend Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. So Hi, Jennifer. Hello. A um, couple of things. Um, first of all, regarding these poor souls over in um, the Ukraine, Ukraine, pardon me, not the Ukraine, um, I just, I feel very, very helpless, as I'm sure a lot of people do, and the images and the sounds are horrifying. And I think, I just wanted to ask people to remember that prayer can be powerful and to pray for all those in need. I heard a man who had a three-month-old baby and he didn't have a passport for the baby. The whole thing, it's just horrifying. And also, Dominic, all the animals, a lot of people have to leave their pets behind. Mm-hmm. Just pray for pray for all living creatures over there, like I said, whether they've been thin-furred or feathered. You know, just it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing. Man's inhumanity to man, it really is. And... Um, and to Stan's point about what is strength, what is strength is that Crimea was taken when Obama was in office. Ukraine is being taken as we speak with Biden in office. What do you suppose the four-year pause was about? That's what strength is. So that's all I have to say about that. And other than that, hugs for Dolce, and I'm, I'm glad he has you. Oh, you thank you. Answer. Thank you. And, of course, thank you for the call, Jennifer. And, of course, uh, Dolce is my Maltese who I often say here is my uh, best friend, and he is a, he's an old man now, so he, he spends most of And you know what? Maybe Dolce is the fortunate one here because he, my dog, because he doesn't know about the world affairs, you know, that are going on. You just give him some water and, and dog food and treats, and and he's loyal, uh, you know, to, to the end with you. And, you know, I mean... The the world that we uh, live in uh, today, um, it's just very interesting. Hey, folks, I do want to say this. I'm looking at some of my emails, and, and and Mr. Kenny Rogers, I see your emails where you say constructive criticism of me. Earlier today, I was here, part of the uh, Black History Month celebration uh, put together by our outstanding uh, station owner and operator, John Casamitidis, Margot Casamitidis, and Mr. Rogers wanted me to be much more adamant uh, on the panel. He says here the way that I am on the radio. The fact of the matter is there's a time and a place for everything. So I was there on a panel with, with five other people, and my role was not to lead the Black History Month discussion. My role was to be part of it. He wanted me, I'm looking at the uh, the email here, he wanted me to speak up for Trump uh, uh, as it relates to Congressman Charles Rangel, who was on the panel. But, Mr. Rogers, I see your couple of emails here. And, again, it was my great honor to be part of the Black History Month um, celebration here at WABC. And WABC is is doing wonderful things uh, in terms of helping people in terms of diversity 
in terms of diversity, and it's all because of two people, John Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis. Dominic Carter here with you. We are discussing the situation in Ukraine. Air raid sirens uh, heard again. Uh, Lots of activity overnight. It is now morning time uh, there. Dominic Carter here with you. I see all of your phone calls on standby. We are going to get to them. I see one of the calls says, why aren't we bombing them? That's from Dave. I will take that call. When we come back, Dominic Carter here with you. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. We will be right back. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And folks, obviously, the situation in Ukraine with people not knowing what's going on, their lives upended, forced to go in underground subway stations for shelter. It breaks my heart. And that brings me to the shelter system, the the subway system in New York. And I'm coming right back to your telephone calls. But the MTA, they just started these sweeps with social workers and uh, police officers. And the MTA found 29 homeless encampments in subway tunnels. Now, yes, I often say, you know, I'm a little harsh. We got to get the homeless out of the subway. But it just breaks my heart that people are living mentally ill or whatever the case may be in the subway and homeless encampments. And then the MTA found another 89 encampments and stations when they surveyed the entire system, the 650 miles of subway tracks and 472 stations. And this happened over a period of 24 hours that they found in in, in one day. And so the subway involves the people in Ukraine that are using it for bomb shelters. The subway involves the homeless here in New York. And something has to give. Just imagine, folks, and I'm coming right back to your telephone calls on Ukraine and Russia. Just imagine if we had one day's notice here in the U.S. and sirens started going off and we had to go down into the subway system for shelter. I still remember the days when I was growing up when there would be uh, shelters uh, at at the schools. I don't think they have them shelters like bomb shelters. I don't think they have them anymore, but I still remember those days. And that's what the people of Ukraine are, are going through right now. Let's go to Dave. Dave is calling from Comac, New York. Good morning, Dave, and welcome to the Dominic Carter show. Hey, Dominic, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing okay, other than I don't like the fact what I see going on in Ukraine, because uh, this guy reminds me of Adolf Hitler. And uh, what I don't understand is 
why the United States military, like they did with Osama bin Laden, doesn't go in there and take uh, Putin out. Really? And then what happens when when we try that and he responds with nuclear weapons? You think he's really going to go into the United States with his tanks? Well, I, I you don't have to use a tank to, to do a nuclear weapon, Dave. It can be done via the air. Without uh, tanks. So, I mean, I, I hear your sentiment, but... Um, it's the same thing with Adolf Hitler. If we didn't do what we did to try to take out Adolf Hitler, then, uh, you know, uh, where would all... Maybe there would have been twice as many Jews that got killed. Hmm. Well, something has to give, uh, and I thank you. I thank you very much for the, uh, for the call, Dave. Let's go to David. In Media, Pennsylvania. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Good morning. Um, morning. You know, I have to say that I think with Biden, you know, with all his policies from from you know international or foreign, local, domestic, economic, they're all been in terrible failures. And we can talk about the border on a number of levels. I think it's his policy in Ukraine. It goes beyond incompetence. I think it's more sinister. I think it's actually intentional. And I believe it's the leftist puppet masters that are controlling him or just really just trying to continue to orchestrate the manage the decline of America just to empower uh, a political elite class. And, you know, I just can't see it anymore as just simply incompetence. I think it's, it is intentional. Um, and it's, which is to me more sinister. So, um, so, so, that, so David, you're saying potentially, uh, that this is being done intentionally. You don't just see it as Putin is outsmarting the president of the United States or outplaying the president of the United I, States. I don't, I think, I think Putin knows Biden won't do anything. Putin and Biden is just, you know, mimicking that he's taking action. But he, he knows he's not really doing anything. I don't think he, he he's going to allow things to happen. They're going to do you know sanctions and all this you know perfunctory uh, reactionary things that aren't going to be meaning or at the end of the day aren't going to do anything. And uh, Biden knows this, and I think um, uh, you know, and Putin knows that. And I, I believe, and by doing this, it's going to stress America more. And, and, and in order to power the elite, if you put your communist leftist thinking cap on. This is what you want to do. You want to put stress, you know, create uh, anarchy and division, and everything that they're doing is creating, you know, is, is breaking down in the, you know, the, our country internally uh, with all these stressors. And this is now going to increase our, is put more stress on our economics. Now we're going to be depending on what buying oil from Russia, you know, after we just shut down our own pipelines when we we're in the, you know, energy independent. Uh, I mean, this just seems like that's where it's going. If you know, it just seems like a very leftist idea, and I think honestly, I think I think President Obama has orchestrated everything from the back. Wow. Uh, and, okay. And and Biden is just like a a political bull in a you know in a political china shop, just bashing leftist ideals and things in. And then when he's and eventually they're just going to remove him and have somebody else run. I don't think he's going to last for that long. I don't know if he'll be running. I, I, I certainly, I certainly thank you for the call, David. I certainly agree with you on that point. 
I think he's one and done in terms of uh, his tenure. Alyssa in Manhattan, good morning. And joining me in just a minute or so will be Frank Morano. But first, let's take Alyssa's call from Manhattan, and then we're going to go to Maria in Brooklyn. So, Alyssa, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I wanted to expand a little on how you ended your show with Frank last night, speaking about Trump and um, his diplomacy with Russia. Yes. Um, And the reason he wanted to, you know, he showed strength, but the reason he pursued diplomacy was that the last thing he wanted was an alliance between Russia and China. Trump recognized that China is a huge threat. And the last thing you want is for the two of them to join up because that is going to be a huge problem for the United States, not the least, which the rest of all the rest of the country. Like, the like what appears to be happening now. Exactly. So what this is, in essence, is Trump, um, Putin is going first. This is a test. And there's, you know, he's wanted Ukraine for a while. After this, like your caller said last night, China is going to go after Taiwan. And it's when they acquire Taiwan, they're going to show the rest of the world that the United States deserves no respect anymore because you're looking at the United States with a president who has mental and physical issues. He's got a fractured administration and he's and the country, the citizens are at each other's throats. And the things coming out are things like the military being um told that they have to practice these woke concepts instead of being taught how to fight and defend themselves. And let me tell you, she and Putin are sitting in their offices laughing their butts off. Hmm. At the expense of America. I, you, you make a good point, exactly. Alyssa, and, and I thank you for the call. Thank you very much. In a moment, we're going to Maria in Brooklyn. But first, I want to bring in my colleague, Frank Morano, the Hello, other side Dominic. of Midnight. Good morning to you, good morning. sir. And what do you have coming up? Uh, well, first, let me compliment you on the tremendous roundtable that you, you did on uh, Thursday for Black History Month. It was uh, great to see the back and forth with uh, you and Charlie Rangel and A.R. Bernard. Thank and you. Uh, you certainly have earned your pay today, uh, starting <laughs> awfully early and ending awfully late. Um, well, we're going to be all over this Ukraine situation. We're going to cover some other situations as well. Uh, Clint Ehrlich, who people might have seen on other shows like Tucker Carlson, he's a foreign policy analyst. He's been a guest lecturer at higher academic institutions in Russia. He's an attorney. He's going to join me. We're going to talk about what the Biden administration announced yesterday in terms of their strategy about this. They announced that they're going to pursue sanctions, the stiffest, the biggest, and the baddest sanctions that anybody has ever seen. Is this going to be effective, and is this going to get Russia to change their behavior? Those are the two questions we're going to be exploring. And what are the effects going to be for the United States? Because when you institute sanctions on a country that we buy 7% of our oil from, usually that will have some impact on us as well. So those are some of the issues that we're going to be tackling. Um, it is Friday, so we're going to do Ask Frank Anything next hour. If people have questions about the Democratic or Republican conventions with the governor's race, if they have questions about Ukraine, if they have questions about any subject at all, Next hour, I'll be tackling them. And then uh, for a lighter note, Monday, I believe, or Sunday, this weekend, is going to be National Cigar Day. 
So we're going to talk with Gary Korb from CigarAdvisor.com a little bit about cigars. So, Are you a cigar smoker? I do. I do. I, I like cigars. I don't go crazy with them, but um, especially during the summer, I'll have at least one a week. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, let's go. We're going to take phone calls uh, for the remainder of this program. As I mentioned, Maria in Brooklyn, you are talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Great show. Thank My you. My prayers are with the uh, Ukrainian people. Um, I said before, Putin is against the one world international order. I think this is his way of telling this woke left democratic agenda in this part of the world that he is not going to deal with it. Uh, and this is a big lesson for our new generations who have never have, have had to suffer what uh, the greatest generation had had to go through. These new generations are pampered, and Putin is telling the world that this social agenda is the, what, what the world could do with it. He is not having it, and I am afraid that he's not going to stop at Ukraine. I pray for everyone, and I pray for peace in the world, Dominic. Wow. Well, Maria, we, we thank you for um, for your opinion, and um, I hope it doesn't play out, Maria, the way that you just uh, indicated that you believe where this is going. Frank, let's go to Mike in the Bronx. Good morning, Mike. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, thank you for having Stan on. He's so he's clueless. I really appreciate it. He really he knocks it out of the ballpark of being clueless. But the problem here is we are not the leaders of the world anymore. The G7 tells Biden what to do, and he sits there and gives his speech. We don't lead. We're not leaders. And this is not, not good. This is not going to end good for anybody. When you say, Mike, it's not going to end good for anybody, what do you mean? I'm, I'm thinking we're going to, it's going to be a world war. That's just. I mean, wow! I you re- it, you really believe Mike is going to go that far? Uh, I mean, China's ready to chomp into Taiwan. I mean, what's stopping Russia now? I mean, no sanctions or nothing. I mean, the sanctions that they should put on them is—they're still selling oil all over the world. That's 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 helping them. That's not hurting them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, their bank—they stopped their banking. Will we'll be a couple of banks. The SWIFT bank is still free to open. Uh, they're still free to uh, work the SWIFT bank. So. It's well, just amazing. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not good. It's not going to end good. Well, I, no. I thank All you right. for. I thank you for the call, Mike from the uh, Bronx. Let's go to Brooklyn, Frank. Let's say good morning to Grace. Good morning, Grace. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Hi, Dominic. Good and, morning, and, and hello to the other gentleman. I Frank, forget his name. Right. That's all right. I don't blame you, Grace. Frank. Oh, I'm I'm just with a little warning um I'm just going to offer this. Um I know there's going to be war. And the war is going to extend into next year, but by now in April there's going to be war. And I have a feeling that the president uh, um in the Ukraine is going to get killed. And it's so heavy on my heart, but I just wanted to say to all Americans, have water, have matches, have candle, have food that you don't have to cook for emergency. Because when the, um, the Russian president 
Um, when Mr. Biden went over there, when they have the, 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 the submit, sometimes right. in the summer. Hey, Grace, Grace, I, I hear you. It's just I'm completely out of time, and we'll have to have you back tomorrow. Or you can call Frank's show this morning. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Keep it right there. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, right here. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.